Thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raisin Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to uh, Two Pilots Distillery, our sponsor for the whole month of February, also Red Circle. And hey, if you like what we do and you, uh, you have a good time with us, then uh, put a little drinking money in that cash app, JLTerry87, JLTerry87. Today, uh, we've got some cool folks in here we got some radio background we got some firefighter background we got a fella that's to my right and i'm gonna let everybody introduce themselves but uh when i worked in radio i had a guy who uh yeah i'm starting off with you don't even no 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 that's how i'm starting off with you it was the coolest shit when i started over at uh whatever it is hell um (laughs) i think that's what it's called um uh i started doing this thing uh red friday and uh, I'm really big in supporting our military. Uh, his son is in the service, and he would bring me breakfast every Friday morning. I, it was like fucking clockwork. And I just, it meant the world to me every time I saw you at that back door. So now that you're on my show, and we get to talk about shit that I want to talk about, I really appreciate you coming. Thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate it. And then I, I found out he's a fucking wrestler. I <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Well, first of all, I'd like to tell you thank you for supporting the military the way you did. I mean, that meant a lot to me and then when my boy did go over to I called it the sand pit over there across the water and uh I, you know it meant it extra more to me but now I still continue to do that every Friday for those that are still over there even though my son did make it back home safely yes Thank sir you, good Lord yes for that. sir well introduce yourself and uh, you have a uh, cabinet company too right uh yes sir i'm part owner of cook's cabinet shop over in east Dublin, georgia my name is chris mccullers my wrestling name was firewalker because firewalker. i yes, firewalker yes <laughs> there you go <laughs> this is i was uh, working at dublin fire department at the time and when i started the wrestling gig that's how i got the firewalker name. that's good that's that's, yes, that's cool and uh in front of you Laser, laser, yes, sir. Introduce, you you, introduce yourself. Uh, Chris Johnson. Uh, I wrestle under the name Laser. Twenty-year uh, career in law enforcement, still going strong. <laughs> uh, been wrestling for twenty. We started in oh, two thousand. Two thousand oh one. Hell, it was a while ago. Um, got out of it when I got in law enforcement and recently in 2016 17 got back into it so cool here we are put on a good show thank you put on a good show a lot of, I've heard a lot of people speak very highly of you thank you and uh who don't put don't put me on a spot I gotta make up fucking names <laughs> yeah. was, Leroy I was, Ted I was just being nice shit <laughs> no, he, no, he, he's a good guy when he's asleep I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, across from me, a local legend. Yes, sir. Uh, there's some people when you hear. Oh, no, you don't have to turn around. There's some people you can hear, and it's you. Even if I, I probably never actually heard you on radio. That voice. I was on the radio. Uh, you, you couldn't tell by your I've voice. I've had amnesia for as long as I can remember, so I, I, I really don't remember being on the radio. No, I, I'm the old guy here. So, you know, if I stumble and fall or ramble on, it means I've been hitting the head once too many times. And uh, that doesn't make your story shit. that doesn't make your stories better at the end of the day. Yeah, it usually does. But yeah, my name's Mac Davis and uh, you probably used to hear me on the radio and those people I know what you're saying. I do get people from time to time. Oh, you now can hear it. That uh, I'll go into a store to a restaurant and go, Were you on the radio before? Weren't you weren't you? And they go, Oh, I remember you. It's amazing after all these years because I haven't been on the radio. 
15, 15 more years, years probably. Really? Yeah. Woo, yeah, you, are old, you can't lose that, though. <laughs> it, it's just, no, it's no. just that tone. It's that the, when, I, when I first got hired, because I'd never done it before, uh, their music consultant, he was like, I don't know how good you're fixing to be, but you can't teach, you can't teach tone. And he's like, that's what will resonate with people. And they won't even know who the hell you are, but they'll hear you at a gas station and be like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. I could, I could see 100,000% like, with you. So uh, these guys, um, what's the wrestling uh, association's name so I don't mess it up? Well, right now we're with uh, Lariato Pro Wrestling Guild, uh, myself and Laser. And uh, actually, I wouldn't even been with uh, that particular group if it hadn't been for Laser, who made a phone call and asked me if I would be interested in coming over and doing some things, and then uh, Doc Gallows, uh, after I tried to get away from it at one time, yanked me back again and said, no, we really need you to do this announcing gig, and uh, and you know how that is. That's, that's kind he, of an easy gig, he, he, and, and as long as you're not afraid of an audience or getting in front of somebody and performing, it's a lot of fun, yeah. and that's actually what I thrive on. Oh, yeah, I get off on it. I, I love it. There's just something about it when people are, oh, man, with y'all, with y'all being wrestlers and everything, too, you know what it's like when that crowd is just – Amped up. Yes. You can't, you can't, man, it's one of the best feelings in the world. You can't, you can't world. buy it. Yes. Uh, and you hear everybody say this, and it's, and it's true. It's like a drug, and it is like a drug, but it's, it's, a, uh, it's a high that you can't get rid of immediately. When we're finished with the match, I promise you that a high sits around for a while. When the aches and pains start coming around, that means the high is gone. <laughs> <laughs> the next then you're hurting a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> have, you, have any of y'all had any serious injuries? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I I, yes. I honestly have not really have. yet, and I, I hope I don't. But not yet. I have nothing. No. I'm a I'm a wrestling fanatic from the '90s and '80s. Uh, I just got done listening to the podcast that uh, Joe Rogan and Undertaker did yeah. a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he told stories and everything. He got to the end of it, and um he it just blew my mind at the shit they did back in the '90s and late '80s and everything to where it is now. And when he asked him, he was like, "Hey." You know, do you still watch now that you're not involved anymore? He's like, it's too fucking soft. He was like, it's not, it's not, it's not entertainment. And I mean, it's people are entertaining, but they're not athletes anymore. Even though they look like they're, you guys have been doing it long enough to where it was wrestling's entertainment, but y'all took some bumps, took some knocks and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we were always, and uh, you had Doc Gallows on not long ago. And, yeah, he and, did the show a couple weeks ago. And I, I was laughing with him one day because we were talking about the fact that he was a little snug. <laughs> and snug meaning that, you know, we make contact and, you know, so that the performance looks really you yep. know, legit. And those days back when we wrestled, uh, everything was pretty snug and i believe in snug you and tatered me yeah, yeah you, you get a lot of guys who get upset <laughs> oh you hit me too hard well damn well, what the hell are we doing out here i you know i was brought up on the independent circuit where if you're near a fan as close as you and i are right now we're about four feet away yeah at four feet away if i don't lay something in on you with those fans sitting that close they'll never believe another thing we do so if we don't lay it in make those grunts, those groans from being hit, the legitimate smack of the back, whatever it may be, you've lost the fans. So a lot of guys now are afraid, that's what Undertaker's talking about, they're too soft. They're too afraid to hurt the other person. They're too afraid to hurt the other person's feelings or what the audience may even be feeling. There's so many things that factor into wrestling now that it's nothing like the wrestling of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I can't tell you a name now. Like, I, I, I really can't. Like, not a current name. Like, reoccurring stars and everything. What's the last name you remember? I'm curious. 
Oh, shit. That's an older or... Just, just the last big name you remember in wrestling. Oh, he's Cena. Now, see, yep, Cena or The Rock. That would be the, about the last Well, I, I don't consider the, like, the Attitude Era was my favorite era of wrestling of all time. When it's over with, probably, was it like, 02, somewhere in there? I, was, I think I was going into high school when it was over. And uh, when The Rock started doing movies and everything, and Stone Cold was out with the neck, and all, I, I quit watching. It yeah. just wasn't. And WCW, I was always one of the guys because loved WCW for some reason. I don't know if it's because it was Georgia-based or whatever. The but, Nitro Girls. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> very, 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 very much uh, like them. Um, but once uh, once they left and I saw this like this next generation coming, I just got so disinterested. It's just the, the it's funny because I look back at the wrestling when I grew up, and I'm the oldest one here. I'm 57. So at my age, I grew up with wrestling that when you watched it, the product was completely different, that the presentation was different. The type of wrestler was even different. Now it's more of an exhibition of see what we can do, whether it be high flicks and things that take place and not so much a storyline. And every one of us here at this table are big storyline fans. Oh, absolutely. Because oh. that's what makes and drives ticket sales. You know, you can, you can pop a lot of areas with big names and do things. But if you don't have a story that the fans can really grab a hold of and ride along with you, they're not going to keep coming back. And that's a trick in independent wrestling. You want to bring these fans back. You've got to give them a story they can bite into and want to watch over and over again. Which, which I'm going to circle back yeah. around. You, you asked earlier about uh, serious injuries. There, there was one for me in 2019, and you'll remember this. I broke my collarbone, or, or they broke it for me, <laughs> yeah. at, at the end of a match. And, and I wrestled the next month with a broken collarbone and actually won the world title. But we build up a story from April all the way back to right before COVID hit in March. And every, every show that we had, there was at least 10 to 15 extra people at each yeah. show. We Each show was telling something different, and they kept coming back, kept coming back for more. Um, I think we actually led up to one time we had a uh, – was it you and I, street fight? It was, it, it was, it was just, I you, think it was probably our largest – and I'm not patting myself on the back. But no, I, I think I, that, that was the largest. I crowd. think it was because of the way we had got to that point. By that, telling the yeah, story. Yeah, pe people were – they were ready to see, wait a minute, you did this to him, and we know you did this to him. We can't wait, though. Everybody's going to be everywhere. Well, so. When you get personally invested in anything, like that's why there's certain series on television or whatever it is, movie, when you get invested in that character and you relate to that character, you got a fan for life yeah. regardless. And when you start pulling them heartstrings and, and everything, they're going to come to, to whatever. There's nothing better than when I came back a few years ago after being gone from wrestling for, uh, what, 10 years? 10 years. I guess it was. And uh, when I came back, what really felt good was when I went to the show, meeting some of the fans who's, who, who remembered me from 10 years before. And independent wrestling, you know. You, Will you explain to people that do, don't understand what independent wrestling is? Independent is? wrestling is more of a home-based. Uh, they're in about every little town or city where you go. There's usually an independent organization of guys. Basically, it's like a farm league before you get into, you know, the big leagues. It, it's Usually they're like three steps. Uh, it used to be in the old days. You'd have the independence, and then you would have some kind of a, a middle area where you could go and, and you know apply your talents, whether it was ROH or somewhere in Atlanta, maybe one of those shows, and WCW and then uh, WWE were the next steps and the final steps where you wanted to end up. And uh, nowadays, not back, really. Back then, now you make more money on the indies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can make a you can make a yeah. living on the indies where at one yeah. time you know. 
I got a new show coming out, Handshakes and Hot Dogs. The reason for that name, a lot of wrestlers, when they go and wrestle with independent shows, you may think they're making a killing. They're getting a handshake and a hot dog in most cases because they're there to learn their craft so they can go up that ladder to where they want to be. So a lot of these guys, when you see them at their merch tables and they're selling T-shirts and photographs, that's how they're making their living. So don't think they're just trying to milk you out of your money. They're trying to survive so they can go from yep. show to show to keep applying their talents. Yeah, a, how, just on average, independent wrestler, like the other night, y'all got, what, 200-plus people there the other night? The one ooh, I, ooh, no, ooh, no, ooh, we, more than that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm saying y'all had a, yeah, it. Was, had, it was yeah, packed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good amount of people. Yes. Uh, that was a good Before event. I ask this question, when's the next event? 27th, February 27th. Yeah, February 27th. that'll be in Lions at uh, – At the Toombs County Middle School. Yeah. Tickets available how? Or you can get at, them at, at the door. the LPWG.com, but I will tell you, Ringside is already sold out. This is a huge show. So if, if this is airing before uh, that show comes around at the end oh, of this the month. Is, I'm, I'm dropping this Monday. If this is dropping Monday, I would suggest anybody who wants to see a really good independent program, you need to make plans for February 27th. I, and there's a big surprise on that show, too. I, uh, I'll be real. I didn't know what to expect the other day. Was very... Very, very pleasantly surprised. I came in very skeptical, uh, just because I've never been to an indie show. Right. Uh, I've been to one or two WWE, WCW events back in the day. Uh, I didn't know what to expect when I got in there. Was blown away by the talent, by the performance, by the production, by everything y'all did. Uh, my daughter was uh, never been anything. I make her watch wrestling documentaries with me. Uh, I'm, I'm addicted to fucking wrestling documentaries. <laughs> And uh, I make her watch with me. She's, like, bored as hell most of the time. And uh, I can't remember who it was the other night or whatever. But when everybody was, like, chanting and this guy was, like, getting the crowd up or whatever, trying to piss them off or whatever, yep. like, my nine-year-old daughter throws up the middle finger. <laughs> and I'm like, Chris, you can't do that shit here. And she's like, but I don't like him. <laughs> yes, I and can. And I want him to know. <laughs> yep. And I was like, okay, fuck it. This is, she likes it. She likes it. She likes it. <laughs> but um, the question was that I was leading to, there was uh, – on average, what would one get paid for, let's just say, the low man on the card to the top man the other Low night? man on the card could get a handshake and a hot dog. Legit. Uh, legit. Uh, but in most cases nowadays, you probably walk out of there 20, 30 bucks in your hands if you're really you know, down the bottom somewhere. And if you're one of the top guys, it really depends. Now, you know, in, in Larry Otto, you know, we have a lot of the impact players that come in from yeah. impact wrestling, uh, like Luke and Carl yeah. Anderson. And those guys, you know, they're not making 20 bucks. They're not getting a handshake and a hot dog. Uh, I'm, not, I'm sure they're but not. But they're paid accordingly to their to the level of their uh, professionalism, really. I mean, you know, where they are in their profession really determines the amount of money. And it's but, the old adage is how many asses did we put in the seats? Yeah. You know, uh, um, how, many, how many sponsors were you able to get on board, you know, that, that really liked the product that will come back? Keep in mind, too, that Doc Gallows is somebody who is – personally invested in Lariato Pro uh, Wrestling. He? So okay, he that. could walk away in some cases not making anything and losing. And I believe I've All actually right. seen that happen pretty close, maybe one time, only because we had really packed the card to give the fans a great show. And I think he was willing to, you know, to deal out some extra money so fans could see something they wouldn't normally get to see. If someone wants to be involved in it as a sponsor, how would they go about it? Your, your wife handles that, right? Yes, yes. She, she does. I, I do a lot of the sponsorship stuff also. Um, and now that we're in lines, uh, Joey Drew, Bolo, he's helping out a lot with being Bolo? Yeah, that guy. What's Bolo? I don't know. I call him Bozo. What, what is Bolo? 
What's bubble? It's bubble. It's actually, I, I believe it's, it's a, a it's a term. It's, it's law a, enforcement, right? Yeah, it's when it's a when somebody be on the lookout. For yeah, it. be on the lookout for. It. No, okay. Uh, well, right. I, I knew that from a law enforcement. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know that why he's using yeah. it. Um, I, I have also, no idea where he got get one free. Right. Right. But yeah, you know, you can you can get with me. You can get with my wife. We have sponsorship forms. We have the packages. I think. Well, you were at the last show. You, yeah, you got some kind of package. Yeah, no, we're, we'll definitely sponsor again for it. Yeah, like it's uh, it's good. It was cool. And and that's what we want. We want from the business side of it. We want to give you a product that you want to be a part of. Yeah, and not just a, for the lack of a better term, an see, outlaw I, mud show. See, I got a deal for y'all. Yeah. I just, I'm gonna help y'all get sponsors. So once a month, how often are y'all gonna do these events around here? Well, now that we found a. A venue um and let's see how this goes with tombs county middle school we're hoping we can come back at least four to six weeks you know every, every four, to, four to six every weeks. four to six weeks now and we're talking about in line in, in line yeah. now yeah. then dublin will kick back in eventually when COVID and, and and schedules will allow us to do so then you're getting a show yeah, we're, we're probably about the same amount of time as yeah, well we, so you know you'll end up with dublin was our hot month. dublin was our hotbed oh yeah that's where that's where everything was happening at and then COVID hit I'll help y'all get sponsors because there'll be people listening to this now. And it's almost like a, a seal of approval if they know that we're doing it. There's several businesses that'll be like, hell yeah, I want to put my, my name on there. Where y'all help like once a month, either y'all come in here and bring like somebody that's like the star of the show that month or whatever. That depends on their schedule. Yeah. A lot of these big guys well, I can do can't I, show up until well, the day of the I can show. do Zoom calls. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I can do a Zoom call you, with somebody. You go through you go through me yeah. and we'll three-way with Doc. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll say, hey, yeah. hey, who's coming this month? Yeah. And can we get them on, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and we'll do it. It's just like yeah. I told. Uh, it's just like I told you. Best way to do any of this stuff, and you know this from advertising. You don't want to do it the week of. Right. You got, you got a couple weeks. You know, you put this out on Monday morning uh, with y'all's information scattered all over it and everything. Some hints about the card and yep. and everything. Uh, and it'll it'll build interest. How y'all are saying the storylines? It, it's, it's yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Yeah, say yeah. it goes right back to what wrestling is, which is the storyline. The storylines are basically promoting the big match that's coming up. And, and if you if you come to the show on February twenty seventh, you'll see the matches laid out. You'll see, okay, I know why they're wrestling each other because they this happened at this show, and they didn't like it. So now they're setting their score. Y'all had some characters I couldn't figure out other night. Good. <laughs> like y'all, y'all had some. <laughs> what about the chicken? <laughs> The chicken. The, the Amish. The, the Amish guys. The- <laughs> oh, fuck. They didn't wrestle, though, did they? Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they were in the me and Gracie yes. dipped out after after Gallows. Oh, uh, Gra- well, she yes. was tired. She was tired. Oh, okay. I didn't want to. It was a long show. I will it, say yeah. that a little bit longer than and, most shows yeah. are. But. And plus, when Gracie Grace says she's tired, I have to go, or she's not gonna shut the hell up about being tired. Well, that, that goes back to what you were talking about earlier. When you know this was our first show down there, yeah. So so we put a lot into it to give them something. You don't want to go down there and give them X, Y, and Z. It was super fucking entertaining. Thank you. I, I would very, say very this, and, and, and being somebody from advertising and marketing, I will say this, and I'll put my name on Larry Otto for a reason. I, every group I've ever wrestled with, there's had to have been a connection with me and that group. There had to be a reason I would go to that group because for me to go somewhere is saying, you know, I approve of this, and a lot of people who look at me may go, well, Max says they're good, so I'm going to go. Um, so I'm not going to yeah. put my name on something that I don't believe in. Larry Otto is probably one of the most professional wrestling leagues that have come through Georgia in a very long time. And you've got people in the background like Luke Gallows, who has the knowledge of what this business should be and how the independents can grow. You can see that in the productions of how the shows are taking place. 
And I know for a fact that our shows are only really beginning to kind of come alive. The, the plans for where we're going in the future are far greater than what you see right now. Uh, i tell you how to make it explode, if y'all trust me. I'm telling you, what you do, and this is going to sound eight. Nitro girls great. again. No, no, no. <laughs> almost, almost. Save you about two, four tickets. Find in your area these people that are social media famous, that have got big followings on TikTok or whatever, things like that. Give them a ticket and a plus one. Tell them to help promote the event and that they're going to be there. The way that I grew up looking at like Stone Cold and Sting and Hogan and all this shit is the way that the younger generation looks up to these social media folks. Yep. You find a way to include some of these social media folks in your show, you ain't got to pay them either. That, that's what's great. You ain't got to pay them. advertising. It, yeah, like it's something for them to go do. Yep. So you take care of them. You give them a handshake and a hot dog. Put them ringside make them feel special. It'll take one time. It'll take one time one of them making a TikTok or something. With the wrestlers, or whatever, give them a little access and bullshit with them. Oh, you shit, you you'll sell five, six hundred tickets. Yeah. Well, on the in front of everybody, I'm the high flyer laser. Behind the scenes, I'm usually the sponsor guy. I'm yeah. going around getting sponsors. My wife, kudos to her. And By Mike the way, tell, tell her I'm so sorry I've not read her email. That's that's okay. I'm the world's worst. I got like five hundred on this. Hey, don't don't get her on your bad yeah, side. I was, I was getting <laughs> questioned as to why you hadn't read it or if I had even told you about it, and yeah. I said yes, I did. You know? What? When she when she asked, tell her that's how many yeah. notifications and un, and no, I, I know two guys in that fire walker and mad Max in trouble. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is, she does a lot of the well, yeah. all of the marketing, you know, to a, to a point where she can. She's just coming out of basketball season where she was coaching the girls cheerleading squad. So anything that goes through marketing, it usually goes through her and Gallows. Um, Nigel helps out a lot. Um, there, there's a couple of us, you know, behind the scenes that, that really try to put this thing together. But she has been, when, when I've been busy or, or Gallows is on the road or we're all on the road, she's been the glue to try to keep this train on the tracks and say, because she hates wrestling. She was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is what I've done. That was literally yeah. my next question. Yeah. Yes. Is, the, is the family relationship with wrestling? Now it is. It's great. Now she hates the wrestling part of it. Yeah. But I think she legitimately enjoys the backstage stress. Now, yeah. she hates it show day. But afterwards, she's like, man, I, there's some kind of gratification that she gets from yeah. knowing that she was a part Jessica of it. really does. Yes. yes. Uh, she, she's very good at what she does, and you can tell when she's finished that she's very proud of what it is. She's like, there's, there's really a handful of us, and, and I'll throw myself in there, but there are a handful of us there who are professionals, who have had you know experience in certain areas that make us a plus for that organization. And when you get enough of those working together, keeping everything else in line gets a lot easier because you got a few heads that you know, all right, if I got a question, I'm going to Jessica. Jeff, Jessica's got a question about something the audio or something we're doing. She's coming to me or she's gonna go to him. Right. We, we have a certain rotation of people. We just know who to trust and everybody else along the way. You, you have no hard. idea, of, well, he does, but you have, really have no idea how much I'm running around backstage before my match. Like, when you see me out there, you, rest assured, I just came from fixing something or trying to help somebody with something. Then I'm going out to perform, and when I come back, God willing, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm jumping on to the next task. Hey, where, where are we setting this up at? Where is this going? Trying to help facilitate and put people in their proper positions. I got you. You, do you know? I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to say you were asking about um, family. That's what I was going to say. Do y'all get? 
do you have family or friends or just people are like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Okay, so that, that's a, that's a big thing. I'm oh, yeah. I, I'm curious with. This will be a long conversation. Here. <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you that. Like, let me go real quick. Real, let me go back real quick to something you had asked earlier about getting seriously injured. Yeah. I broke my neck. So I had, that's the reason I was out of wrestling for 10 years. I broke my neck after, not from just one match, but over a period of time, I did enough damage to my neck that I had to leave. And after leaving, my wife was no longer a fan of me stepping inside the ropes. I imagine not. And my father, growing up, uh, hated wrestling, never came to a show, never saw a show that I ever did. Um, and so... <clears throat> Family-wise, I was the only person uh, in my family that was big on that. Uh, Did they just not understand it? That's usually the problem that most people have is that the family doesn't get wrestling. They don't understand. There's still a lot of people that will come up to you and go, you, you do realize that wrestling's not real. Whoa, really? I had no clue. You know, you look at people going, are you seriously trying to tell me that, that I mean, you think look I'm at that daughter. daggum stupid? You know, but they, they treat you that way. And so those people will never get it, and you can't convince them otherwise. Uh, but, you know. Uh, There's a T-shirt made that says something to the effect of uh, wrestling's real. People are fake. Amen. <laughs> I mean, and, you know. And that's, what I, that's, that's my response to a lot of people. And when you think about it, just like you just did, now, like there's, there's some validity to that. I was going to say, that, uh, now, one of my good friends come, and my oldest boy, they'd always holler, hit him with a chair, hit him again, <laughs> hit him harder. I mean, you know, they, they'd root against me. Even oh, though, hell yeah, I, I mean, would. I'm, you know, Absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm here, I am the big face, everybody's cheering me, they are, they're booing me. You know? Yeah, but you weren't always the face. Well, yeah, that's true, that's, too. You know, he started yeah. as a face, turned heel. You started as a heel, yeah, and turned face. It's one of what sorry. it is, face okay. and heel. All right, All right. Fa face and the heel. Face is the good guy in the white hat, yeah. heels the guy in the black the guy. That's I would have wanted to have been the heel. I yeah. 100 you, you are I, you a heel. I, I would have been the heel, and I would have ate the right. shit up of it. Well, see, that's... That's the opposite of me. Yeah. I can't heal. Yeah, some people just can't heal. I, I, I have a hard time being bold uh, like you do. Yeah. You know, like you no, don't take this I, know, I love it. No, you, but you know what I'm saying. You're boosting me up you right know, now. I'm fine with that. I love that compliment. Well, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm saying it, it just wasn't me. I've done more the uh, King version when I was the heel. I just went straight to the ring. Did you job? Done my business. Maybe told some people to shut up, go on. You know, under a mask too. You know, and I was under a mask too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he was. He was uh, predator. Predator. Predator right? was my was my name then. And uh, you know, and, and then I went straight on back to the back. And then uh, finally, I told him I couldn't do that anymore. I had to swap. So I was able to swap back over to the face. Yeah, let me kind of clarify it because people are probably yeah. wondering just what the heck we're talking about storyline-wise. Yeah. When we first started in wrestling, I was with Laser. Laser and I were both good guys, and we go out to the ring. Laser eventually turned on me. This so, was this was no face paint laser. This yeah, was, this, this, this is a completely different. This, this is, is a young This is 19 year old laser. Yeah. yeah, this is a kid laser with a guy who's 38 in there. So 38 and 18 year old are tag team partners. Because <laughs> so, I started wrestling at 38. Then, father and son. I'm gonna fuck up father and son. <laughs> I, I, I just, you just, you, you just fucked me up. He's like, I was 38. I'm sitting there like, you know what? This would be fucking fun. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got shit to do most of the time. Well, father yeah, and son. You, you think Dear it's Lord, fun. do not and, let and me and develop 
you can feel like I do sitting in this chair right now, which is I'm aching. Is yeah. you know, my, my shoulders hurt, my neck hurts, everything hurts. And I'm used to that. You get used to it, but you got to accept that if you're going to get into wrestling. Yeah. I think anybody, he's had yeah. injuries from wrestling. Yes. I'm sure, God forbid, you know, that he, you know, he's going to eventually have some type of an injury he's going to have to deal with because that's just what is common. Uh, it could be serious or it could be nothing. Uh, my yeah. last match actually was with Laser, and I pulled a hamstring in the middle of the match. Doing yeah. what? Going Walking. down the stairs. We had the whole match. Walking. We we had used everything in this I'm gym. Make me sound like an old man now. Used <laughs> everything. Chairs, no rails, people. That. We've used everything. And he, pulled, he pulls a hamstring walking down the damn stairs. He was doing that power stroke like old Vince. I actually, Firewalker was in the stands where I was coming down. It had happened, actually, when I got thrown over a rail. And when I went down off that rail, I landed funny. And when I got up, I just tore it. Didn't really know it until I tried to do a run, and uh, he was getting beat up, and I tried to run to do something. It's like, you ain't going nowhere. And uh, as I was coming down the stairs, I went right past Firewalker, and I almost stopped to see if he could help me get to the ring because I could barely even walk down there. And eventually, I did collapse. Did you tear it or just pull it? Oh, I don't know. I tore it. Uh, <laughs> it was an ugly, ugly thing. Fortunately, that was, uh, that was in November. That was a street fight. Yeah. And and that was the last show of that year until we came back January 20th for the, the Rumble that we had. So he had a two-month rest yeah. period. And luckily, we didn't have to come back the next month and do anything. Which, or was, the supposed week. To, which was supposed to have been yes. a cage match Yes, uh, at, that, at that particular night. So so I noticed something the other night with uh, some of the talent that was there. A bunch of them, like, I, can't, I think they kept saying it's from Toombs County, which is where we was at, right? That's correct. I think is so. there a school or something over there now that is teaching? Or where are some of these people that are learning that that are getting into the business? Well, a lot of that talent there that you're talking about have worked some of these other independent okay. shows. They've been around. For, they just uh, happen to live in yeah, that area. Yeah, they just, okay, they're from sense. that area. That like like I'm from Dublin, but they're from that area. It wasn't like we just, hey, there's a wrestling school here. We Can you got two people? Well, I, you know? well what I thought it might have been was some of them were up and coming. Like some of them had start just started. Now some of the people so, who are in Lariato are doing that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're young green guys who are learning. Uh, <laughs> in fact, you'll see them putting the ring up and uh, taking the ring down, which is a lot of work. Doesn't sound like something that uh, a wrestler would do. Uh, when I first came into Lariato, one of the very first shows, we were running behind, and here's a 56-year-old man helping him unload uh, the stuff off the truck to help put the ring up because that's what has to be done. Uh, so it doesn't matter if you're green, young, old, whatever. The respect is there for the ring and get the work done so that by the end of the night, everybody wins. But the young guys are watching the older guys and the guys with more experience to learn as they grow to see how they're supposed you to keep play. You keep backstage, backstage, and let the fans enjoy the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, I mean it's, at the end of the day, it is entertainment. It's sports yep. entertainment. And honestly, it's one of the coolest if not the coolest sport, form of sports entertainment. It's an art. Yeah, it is. There's an art to it. it uh, uh, I've always said it's like a performing stuntman. That is very accurate. It I is know. a blend of an actor performing uh, and telling a story as much as it is somebody who's extremely athletic and built with the ability to put their body through things that maybe most people can't or won't. Who comes up with the storylines? Well, there's... There's a, a little committee of us, but it's me and, and Nigel and, and Doc. We'll all sit down and say, hey, where do we want to go with, with a particular set of people? Whether it be, where are we going to go with the Lariato heavyweight title? Where are we going to go with the Lionheart title? Where are we going to go with our tag titles? Where are we trying to get to? So then you, basically you work backwards. If this is where I want to get to, 
let's work backwards to get there. You're going from the climax back to the beginning. Right. Yeah. And you build, makes, you build up to it. Story a lot you build up to it. I, I'm telling you, I, I want to help with it. I'm an exceptionally good writer. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very good. And like, I'm sitting here and I've always, like, I would, I would love to help tell some of the story. I, I, well, I, I will tell you. I want to say one thing. Sure. When you're telling a story, the two workers or the two wrestlers has to feed off of each other to tell that story better. If, say, me and you get in there and I really don't know you that good and you really don't know me that good, you don't trust me yet and I don't trust you yet, I mean, you can't tell the story as good as me and Laser could, me and Matt could, because I know what he's fit to do. He knows what I'm fit well, to do. Well, what I was getting to, you know I, don't know, I don't know if y'all saw it or but not. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you I, got I, to feed off of each other to help tell that story. The what? other problem, too, is that in WWE, where they have a lot of people who write yeah, the, stories for yeah. those guys, it doesn't work as well. And the reason for that is you've got to have the talent that can take your idea and bring it to life well, and a lot of guys don't know how to do that. which is why dusty Rhodes was always at the top because it was his idea but he didn't trust anybody he to, to bring his idea his to idea. life yeah. well what i was thinking and uh, uh it just hit me and somebody might already do this because it sounds like it'd be a good idea for independent wrestler organizations you don't get i guess the as much exposure i guess with tv or anything there was an app or something another the impact right? plus app okay yes. so the thing about this if you're trying to build these storylines there's a very cheap way that you can build these storylines to build up anticipation to the matches. You got YouTube, you got all this stuff. Did, did y'all see the uh, the Undertaker's last match that uh, he did last year because of COVID? Yeah. All right. The, the, so, the boneyard he, match. Yeah, boneyard match or whatever. You know who was in that match? What was that dude's name? Gallows was in that. It wasn't Gallows with him. Yeah. That was Doc, that was Doc Gallows and Luke Anderson. It was and Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles. I don't know shit. I can't remember. I, I thought I, I only thought it was two guys. Three, I shit. I can't remember. I didn't. I didn't remember that. Yeah. But um, oh, that's fucking cool. It was a cinematic match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I'm th- saying, like, if y'all were to put some stuff like on YouTube and everything to help build up, like, so people that aren't that might have missed the last thing you've done, like that cinematic feel to it or whatever. There's man, actually, that that make it. Mo- pop. Most of our shows are actually on YouTube, but that's what cool. we don't do is if we have a show Saturday, we don't put it on there Monday. Yeah. What you run into is I don't have to come to the show. I'll just wait to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, Monday. yeah, yeah. So you use Facebook and you use your social media to put out, okay, this is what you did to me last time. This is what's happening this time. This is what's going to happen when I see you. So you, you already have people talking trash back and, and forth a lot to each of other times, on social oh, yeah. media. A lot of times okay. you'll have promotions that will let you, for the lack of a better term, let you kind of co-promote. Like So so if we have a certain story going in Lariato and we just happen to be – uh, at another promotion, doing like we were doing talking shop, and, yeah, and uh, you and you, yeah, you and Bryce had you know your run in after yeah. what had happened at Lariato. Right. People follow that, and they want to know, well, why did he do this? Well, now you can go back and look, and this is why. Uh, I, I, now, in the old days, it was a lot different storyline wise. Um, back when you know we didn't have the internet back yeah. during this time, so you know, and, and it's funny because a lot of people can't wrap their heads around the fact that the internet was not around. Our first run, actually our run, uh, there was none. none. The, the websites came along late along the way. What was that, 08? MySpace finally yeah. came out? So, I mean, you know, here we are. We're trying to build a storyline. The only way we could do that was to go show to show. And we might try to get something, you know, on a, a poster to make it kind of give an idea of what may happen. But for the most part, you're doing it show to show. 
I, it got to the point even back then, uh, one of the guys that I used to wrestle against was called Preston Paradise. The locker room itself wasn't quite sure if we liked one another because we kept it that way. We played the boys in the back, and I, and I hate to say we were working on them, but we were back then and back then, now. We going, I probably shouldn't have done that, but we worked the locker room and we worked the fans to make them think that what they were seeing was absolutely true. We ended up in a huddle house. Was a huddle house? Yeah, in gray. And, I mean, you know, here oh, we are. This sounds bad. In gray. Yeah. Oh, in gray. It's after a show. Fans are in there. I'm, I'm sitting down eating with Firewalker, and here comes Preston into the building. And for me, I've got to be the same guy I was. They saw me in the ring earlier, and he's got to be that same guy they saw as well. Well, that, that's, once again, people being invested in you, and you being – uh, smart enough to recognize that and to want to keep them invested yep. in you. One thing I took away from that whole thing with uh, with the podcast with Undertaker and Rogan, he said that when he became the Undertaker, he'd wear black everywhere. He wouldn't talk. He played his character. And I imagine with y'all or anyone, you don't want anybody to see you differently. You don't want anybody to think it's an act. I think people mm -hmm. who are way more invested in you is that when you walk out, out you know, when you get back to the locker room, you, you relax, you chill, you're amongst your peers. But as soon as you get back in the public eye, you're right back into it. Well, yeah. even in here, when you started recording, yeah. the second you might have said, all of a sudden, I got a little bit more life in me that turned on because we're on. Yeah. You know, that's what happens. And that happens in wrestling, too. Yes. You, you get in the back, and you're constantly thinking in your mind. Believe it or not, most guys are nervous before they walk out. I don't mm -hmm. care how many years you do it. Going out those curtains, especially yes. if you're a face, yes. you don't know if you're going to get those cheers. You know, if you're a heel and you walk out to nothing, no big deal. You know, you can That's get why I good You can stir them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's much harder to be a face and be loved by the fans than it is to be hated. Uh, being hated is a lot easier, believe it or not, because you can piss somebody off pretty quick. Making somebody like you is a little bit more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I know anything about that. I got to tell a story All on right, this. Like ahead. you just said, you got you selling your part. We was in Dublin at a show, and Preston Paradise was trying to push over his heel. Well, he got on this old man's face and made that old man so mad. Look down, Josh. Look at me. He took his fake leg off and was hopping hey, behind him. <laughs> he took his fake leg off and was behind Preston, chasing him with his leg, trying to hit him with his fake leg. But now, again, fans were different but, back then. And not, not pre-planned. No, no. This but, was a fan. He decided to hop his ass on right down the road. Preston pissed him off so bad. It made that man, that man, was, he was took that his fake. the same fake, guy I'm thinking of? Talking about Jim, are we? No, I, no. I remember, this is the man who took Jim? his straight leg off. We Hell, all I, had this, how, uh, how can you forget Jim? Yeah, th there was a guy back in the old days named Jim, and Jim would come to the shows, and he was he was all Mad Mac. He was Mad Mac, Mad Mac, and he hated Playboy Preston Paradise. We had a big cage match after a one-year build. Now again, this is a slow burn. This is telling a story over a period of one full year. We pay it off inside a cage. And before that cage match, Jim has got a knife because he's planning on sticking Playboy to make. This is how real some of the fans, even back then, were still invested into what took place. That's why I love independent wrestling. You go to some of these smaller shows. I'm not saying you're gonna find somebody with a knife. And I hope that's not. But you got you have fans though who will still allow themselves to suspend belief long enough to enjoy 
the program. No, yes. see, uh, we brought we brought this uh, young man with us. It's usually at my studio. Uh, yeah. But his name's Matthew. He's got cerebral palsy. He, he is so invested in it that he lit up every one of us around him. Like, and then, like, he, you know, me being skeptical walking in like I was the other night, I didn't know what to think, but then you saw these people that were that fucking invested. Yes. And you're like, there's something to this. Like, this is not yes. anything like I thought it was going to be. These people know every fact about the people that are wrestling. They know everything. And, uh, <clears throat> dude, the way they lit up when their favorite came out. Oh, yes. Or when, or when their, their least favorite came out, when they yes. hated the most. Yes. I'm sitting there like, I don't know why more people don't get this. That's that's why I'm so proud of Larry Otto because, one, I've invested tons of time and effort into making it what it is, and I'm not the only one. But I will say we're unique in that we're probably one of the only I would I would get I don't know of any other one that actually travels. Like we go from town to town to put shows on instead of having you know one set yeah. one set building where people come every month. Now, we started in lines, but before that, we've run Jackson, Forsyth. We've got Forsyth coming up uh, March 13th. Then we'll be back in lines at the end of March. Dublin will be starting up. So we go from town to town, and these people follow us. So we had a lot of new faces down there, no doubt, but half that crowd knew who we were. Oh, no, yeah, it was obvious. It was, it was more than obvious. Like, that's one of the things that just blew me away. It was the way that the people I was spitting some of them because I saw when I when I got there saw like some of the guys that were going to be wrestling and I was like I don't get it I I, I don't get it yep. and like it was just one of these things I needed to help understand ten minutes in fucking got it because I, mm-hmm. I was only there to and I feel like this is what every fan that fan's gonna sit there and watch the whole three hour performance but they're only there to see their favorite they're right. gonna watch everything else and enjoy it. But they're there to see their person. Yes. And everybody that was there, when their person came on, you knew exactly who it was. And it yes. was cool. It was cool shit. Yeah. That's like I told you, you know, far as like watching hockey on TV, I could care less about it. Now, you talking about go to a real game? Now, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. I'm like you. I, man, I love going yeah. to a live NASCAR game. NASCAR was that way for yeah. me. But the far first as time I saw watching TV? Race, I would have never, ever, never thought from the stuff that I've seen on YouTube, Facebook, whatever about indie wrestling. I did never thought that it was that good in person. Well, it, it, it I would say it probably wasn't yeah, about yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, uh, ten years ago, it's nothing like it is today. Really? Uh, what? What do you mean? Well, independent wrestling back even when we did it uh, was nowhere near as polished as it is now. Uh, it was probably a little bit more outlaw. Outlaw. Yeah. Uh, a lot of what we did, as a matter of fact, we did a lot of hardcore matches. I mean, I was in Those are my tables, faves. flaming Lighters. tables, uh, cage matches. Um, we did a lot of things that were basically hardcore. Um, today, you can do those occasionally, but the shows are a lot more. You got lights. You got a sound system that sounds good. Ooh, back then, we had one speaker and a microphone attached to it, just hoping to get some kind of volume out of it so we can tell people who what's going on. So not ring. much of an upgrade from backyard wrestling to where now it's a real performance. Well, I think the difference came when uh, Cody Rhodes got back into wrestling. That's uh, when Dusty's he went out son, right? Yes. Okay. Um, he came into uh, wrestling, and he started a, at a time. He left WWE, got into the independent scene. When he did that, it kind of lit a fire up under the independents, 
and people started going to the shows more because they didn't know who might pop up at a show. All of a sudden, you might see an old WWE guy who's not, not you know, 80 years old, but yet 30-something years old. He's just not there right now. And yeah. now he's on the show in your, you know, your hometown. That can actually mingle with the crowd. That can mingle with the crowd, and the crowd can actually get to know this person one-on-one. Uh, back in the old days, you didn't have that. I think the best people we had come through uh, in our early days was probably Mr. Wrestling Number Two, two yeah. uh, which was that, and that was pretty cool. What, was, yeah. was that even the real one? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, once, once, yeah, once one, was, one yeah. time he was real. The other yeah, time, the, the other one we know, two. Yeah. and that was another problem. That's back a whole then, other too. story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back then, your your independent wrestling groups were very hostile towards one another. You would not work together. If I worked in Lariato, I could not work in another, you know, group just, you know, two hours away because, nope, not going to have you here. It was just this nonsense that they were thinking back then that ruined, and really, I think independent wrestling died for a period of time, if you want to know the truth well, about But it. isn't that like what they, a lot of people say from the documentaries I watch, like what McMahon did. He snatched up all the really good talent from the indies and all the other territories to WWE, and that's why there was such a decline in it for, for so long. Cause yeah. Indies used to be like the thing to do, right? Well, that was territories. Yeah, territories. Ter- ter- territories yeah. were a lot different. The independents, again, are just, you know, that's that's your starting ground for getting into wrestling. Uh, and that's all our type of wrestling really was. Um, once you get into the Performance Center and other places, then you're talking about a next level up to, to get you know, more polished. Uh, but, I mean, look at some of the talent you saw the other night at the show. You know, you have Logan Creed, uh, a seven-foot That's tall guy. That's a big son of a bitch. And look, yeah. he, let me tell you, he wrestled Firewalker One years my, ago back when he was just a kid. Uh, you know, so yes. that's how far some of these relations go. You see these guys in the ring, and people have no idea. I used to see him when they were – he's a great example. He was 17, 18 years old when I first met Laser. You know, you're how old now? 40. Hey, 40 years old. I mean, yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me say this. Uh, Zach. You want to say it? Zach. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his name. Real name, Zach. Yes, Baker. Yes. Okay, yep. yes, Zach Baker. All right. He grew up watching me and Mac wrestle. Yep. Well, his dream was to do a tag match with me and Mac. And we was able to fulfill that for him. That's cool. Yeah. So, and, and, and that really goes back to people you know, say, well, why do you do wrestling? You that reason rich. right there. You don't get rich on the independence. You don't eat. What you get is you, you – create a, a new family family um you are in radio so you understand this family thing radio is very much the same way when you get into a good radio a good radio group yeah i don't know but <laughs> I, I, i'd have to find one to get in <laughs> but, but a, a good radio group those families become very much like wrestling you all love one another you'll back each other to make sure that you get successful and, and then other radio stations you go to where they're not going to push you and they want you to fall into a pothole. They want to see you get hurt because they don't want to give up their spot because you're becoming better than they are. That happens in wrestling, and it happens quite a bit. Uh, in our groups back then, we were lucky. We had uh, the GIWA that we yes. worked with. Every talent that worked on that card wanted mm. to have the best match. Didn't have any hate for one another. Nobody was trying to stab anybody else in the back for the most part. Um, and you always got that one or two bad I mean, ones. Yeah, where you go. It's got to be like that in the locker room because yeah. everybody's got to want to be the guy, right? But yeah, if, well, if you yeah. don't want to be the guy, if you don't want to hold that gold belt, you get out of the damn business. Yeah, You're in the wrong business. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably takes a lot of swallowing the pride to realize what is a what's the term they use like in the in the big leagues with it. Um, 
when a guy bounces around, he's just a fall guy everywhere he goes. A jobber. Yeah. Yeah. He just he's always gonna take the shots. He's all he's never gonna be big, but he's always gonna get. Close, uh, just big enough to where people know his names on there, but he's never going to win shit. Yeah, right. that would be a good example. That'd be the journeyman. Uh, journeyman, which, that's what yeah. I that's And what the journeyman, you're, uh, Francisco Chiazzo, that was on our show yeah. that you went to, is the Italian guy. Um, he's a true journeyman. He's been all over the place, Japan and everywhere. And his job is to get other people up, to make them look good, to, to, to push them that far. I, I'm sure he'd want to be a, a true single star in the WWE. But now I think he's at a point where he realizes he can make other people. And that's just as gratifying, to be honest with you, when you can well, get it's, somebody it's and doing make your job Especially well. when you can make money doing that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, like it's doing your job well. Yes. Right. I mean, isn't that what most of this is about, is yes. making the other person look good so they can make you look good? Yes, too? sir. Yeah, because yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Cause if you don't have a dancing partner that will dance with you, there's yeah. a serious problem in that ring, and it's going to look like crap to everybody watching. Well, I was, I was so surprised. One of the If there's a wrestling documentary, shit, you not have watched it. I just got done watching one about Vampiro. This amazing that just came out. One of the latest ones. Yeah, it's, it shows oh, his mental decline. Yeah, like he's he. It's where he's in. Uh, he's in Mexico now, Ooh. and he's a huge deal in Mexico and always has been. And his story, holy shit! Like I, I remember him briefly in WCW when I was little, but the fact he's been doing it for thirty plus years and the way he is now, fucking amazing story. But uh, I. One of the ones that I had watched, I, I liked the Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate they said he was the worst man. fucking person ever to work with, that he made yeah. everybody look horrible to work with. And, it, like, everyone said it. And I was like, but he was my favorite. Yeah. And, but for every wrestler, they hated him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I imagine that you want to be the guy that everybody in the locker room likes. Well, I, I think – good to work with. I, I think I – obviously, I didn't know him. But my personal opinion, somebody like Warrior was not that – People disliked him because of his character or whatever. They disliked him because of the way he treated people. Well, they the, said that the and his technique. Yeah. And they then, said, and then he, like, he was not a great he, worker. Yeah, he would hurt somebody, and instead of trying to learn from it, yeah. he didn't care. And that was his biggest thing. He just didn't care. He was all about the money. He didn't care. He didn't and give cocaine. It. Yeah, he, did, he didn't care. <laughs> he he yeah. was more of a, a showman than a wrestler, yeah. uh, and there's a lot of guys like that in wrestling. I'm probably really more classified as a showman than the wrestler. Uh, I, I will quickly tell you, I am not. <laughs> when it comes to wrestling, I'm not the best wrestler by a long stretch, yeah. but I can perform. I can make people want to do things and see things. I can sell, which is really the most important thing to me. Uh, he's not yes. huge. He's, he's not seven foot tall. He's not 300 pounds, but he has the ability to go out and make the fans want to cheer. That's the difference. You can see people like Kevin Owens in the WWE. He's just an out-of-shape guy, looks like Dusty Rhodes in the old days, big belly, just goes out there. But he's got character, something that people can bite into. The body doesn't matter. It's all about the ability to connect with the audience. Well, you know, like I do with anything like this, you can't teach personality. No, that's you, correct. You can't teach it. And whether it's a wrestler or radio or whatever, you either have a personality or don't. And these are career paths or hobbies, whatever, however you want to consider it with, uh, with wrestling. I don't know exactly how you would define it. But if you don't have personality, it probably don't matter what your body looks like. No. It, it, don't, it don't matter. It doesn't you're matter how good you can yeah. work. And, I, and I'll give you an example. And y'all probably agree with me. One of the best workers I ever seen was Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bullet, Bullet, Bob Bullet Bob's father. One, okay. one, of his, one of his sons. Yeah. He was probably one of the best workers I've ever seen. I love watching his matches. But he never 
never got over because the and, and you hear people talk about this when the light came on it's personality like if it was in the locker room he was that that's what they wanted in front of the camera but they couldn't get it and he he never Probably he never made it. Yeah. On a performance. Lance Storm was very much the same way. Lance Storm was an incredible worker for WCW, and uh, just had no personality. He was just so flat. And, and that actually finally got over. Oh yeah, because they made fun of the fact yeah. that he was so boring. You know, that's the only way they could get him over. Yeah, he's the boring guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd, he'd come out yeah. and stand, and you know, just oh that guy. Okay. But yeah, personality has a lot to do with. But it. you take Brad Armstrong and Hulk Hogan. Taking nothing away from Hogan because he, you know, he could work when he wanted to, but out of the two, Brad was the most polished worker who made the most money. Uh, Hogan. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's not even. I went. We went to Disney World or we went to Universal two years ago. Me and my daughter went to Hogan's shop down there, and uh, I said, if I ever go back, I'm buying as much shit as I can. I bought that son of a bitch behind his the NWO belt, and uh, I went. We went this year, and I got to talk to him on the phone. And uh, my, I mean, he talked like a minute. Like, it was living. The dude, I was telling him about me and everything. And uh, was, I, I hit it off real good with a guy. Yep. I was the only person in there, you know. Just bought a couple hundred dollars worth of shit. And then that on top of it, I was like, hey, if I could talk to him, put some icing on the cake or whatever. Dude was just as nice as he could be. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, this is probably why. Like, Hogan will forever be number one. You have to know how to approach the fans, and you, yeah. have, to, you have to be accessible. Yeah. Uh, for, for today's fans, you have to be accessible. It goes back to social media. If you don't have social media and you don't have some type of presence there, you're losing a connection with fans that they want. Um, I got a Facebook page I run, and that Facebook, I, it's old videos from our days, days that we're currently doing with Larry Otto. Uh, you'll see all that on my page because I want to keep giving fans something to look y'all at. y'all need a media person like somebody and, and this doesn't have to be anybody that's, that's good at it to be honest with you you need to have somebody in the background that is doing tiktok videos that's doing snapchat videos all that stuff and it takes it to it the way to make anything successful is to make it cool you make it a trend and you make it cool however many folks you can that you can sell tickets to with covid going well, on or whatever you'll sell them it won't be a it'll be easy well that's what i was gonna say fans is what's gonna make you or break you period yeah i mean like what mike mac said earlier in our timeline there wasn't no media but we go out of town and people walk up to me and say, ain't you firewalk yeah yeah and my wife's like here we go again <laughs> i'm like my, my, my <laughs> wife hated going to walmart or to the grocery I mean, store because there would always be somebody she would always go 12 o'clock and i go huh 12 o'clock, and, and I look up, and I figure out what she was talking about. Uh, there's a kid at the end of an aisle kind of creeping over, kind of, you know, wanting to wave at you. And But that really, uh, though, is – But – He's got kids now. It's yeah. super cool when these kids attach themselves right. to you. But that's what I was going to say, though. But I stood there, and like Max said, we stood there. We talked to him a minute, you know. So I've signed autographs yeah. out of town. My, my biggest and, fan you know, base is children and, and their moms. That's what I'm saying, and, you know. And, and, but – if I was to snub them all, well, I ain't going to go watch him no more. You know, he's a, you know. Well, I mean, you, know what I'm saying? you don't bite the hand that feeds you. No. Right. Well, he, I mean, you, you don't. If you know the kids, you right. know, you know whoever. I mean, first of all, there's, there was grown men there that was probably by themselves the other night. But most of them were grown men bringing their children yes. yep. and everything. Because that dad or that mom used to love it back in the day. Now they're, they're sending on to their kids. Right. So the nicer you are, the better show you put on. 
Then it keeps going. Right. It's a generation. And, and I hope they went home and said, wait a minute. I like that. Uh, my yeah. daughter did. I didn't like, like, I was, I, there was a, I was sitting there and she said something and I whispered in her. I said, don't get into this shit. <laughs> I, Cause she, she's like me. When she gets into something, oh, right she's, she's in that shit. Yep. So I was expecting on the ride home, like, hey, dad, where can I take wrestling lessons? <laughs> And I was like, Grace, you shut the hell up right now. This yeah. is no, not yet. If you want to do this later on, that's cool. You're not going to be – because I tell you, she uh, – whatever I do in media, radio, or whatever, is, is going to fall in comparison to this little fucking star that she is. And uh, all I could think about was, like, China and, and, and Sable and all the, the ones that I used to watch growing oh, up. Yeah. Like, all the good ones, which I don't even know who any of them are now. But uh, but now they actually they're more than just eye candy anyway. I guess. Yeah, they actually. They're more, you have, you have women. You now. have women that can work now. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you Sasha and Charlotte and that bunch. They they can, they can put on a show. I haven't watched many of their documentaries. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, they was just a little cat fight here and there, and that was about it. But you know, but now, like you said, they got we got yeah. good performers out there now. The old girls females. y'all had the other night. Oh, by the way, uh, I think you're the one that broke it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was that? <laughs> that was that real? Because let, let me tell you, uh, I had no clue. That, again, we go back to the fact that people say, you know, the the fake that wrestling yeah. is not real. Um, the other night when that happened to two women, I'm up, the, I'm up the aisle. I have no clue that they're about to break down. What what we saw on the ring, how much was real, how much was uh, show, got mixed up into the floor, and when it got down on the floor. Then I ended up having to pull it apart. That's when I realized, okay, it's a little bit more than what I think is going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. They were ready to kill one another, and I believe I wouldn't be surprised if we see that match come around again one day. No, I'll tell you what. Was, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting over there. I'm like, either they fucking want to kill each other, yeah. or they're really good at what they do. Yeah, and the fans knew. I mean, you can tell. You, you can usually tell when when two people are fighting. You can tell, you know, by the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Just about how 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 real is this taking place? There was a lot of cat fight in those eyes the other night. I know there was not happiness. No, no, not no, at all. No, there was not at all. They were finna go. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I. Well, I, which which two are you talking about? Because there was Stormy, a lot. Of, the there was a lot Lee of separation and, in the locker room. Yeah, no, it was Stormy Lee and, and uh, uh, Brooklyn, Creed. Brooklyn Creed. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. Uh, do y'all know any of the matches that are set for the twenty seventh? Yes. Uh, um, give them a little breakdown of who, who y'all got, and if uh, you know, not necessarily a little play by play or whatever, give them something to look forward to, a little teaser. Well, we got Enzo coming in, former WWE star. That's the guy who, uh, whatever his name is, told me I'm doing a uh, Zoom call with. Okay. So he, I looked him up. He, uh, yeah. At one point in time, they said he was a badass man in uh, the big he's league. He's great right? on the microphone. I mean, that's he, what they. That's yeah, what he's every, great on the mic. Good well, we, shit talker. We've also got uh, TNA. Oh, it's not TNA. I'm sorry. Impact superstar Hernandez coming You're in. Fire. Yeah, out of here. <laughs> um, let's see who else we got. Larry Otto. That Gallo's going to be this one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gallo's actually be wrestling a guy named Simon Sermon. Oh, you would um, like him. Simon has you been like him for years. Since our days. Yes. Years. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. my age, I think. I'd check him out. Yeah. Oh, you would love him. You, uh, it, goes, you said, uh, it goes back to showmanship. He is incredibly good at being the showman. You will love this. Okay. You, I, I you, no, seriously. Yeah. You like my exit. Oh, you talking about a crowd worker? Yeah. You watch him. I know. Watch See, him. See, that's for me. That's what I love. Yeah. I love him. watching them work the crowd. 
Almost more than I like watching the match. He is a great heel. What other ones you got over there, Laser? We got uh, Wolverton versus Manny Lemons versus Bryce Cannon and myself in a four-way for the Lionheart Championship. And Bryce Cannon uh, just won uh, that Lionheart Lionheart. Championship at our last show. Is that the dude that had the the yacht boy? Yes. The yacht boy. Yes. I could have hit him with something. I didn't like him. The one that had the power. I think he's supposed to make me not like him, though, right? That's That's the one that I don't get along with. Now, the yeah. guy that had it before him, Fry Daddy, actually won the Battle Royal at the end of the night, and he will be wrestling our Larry Auto heavyweight champion and impact star, oh, Eric Young. That should be a good Eric match. Young. That'll be a good Eric, match. Is that the ball-headed dude? Yes. 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 I liked him. Yep. That'll I be a good him. match. That'll be a good match right there. I liked him. That'll be a match to watch. Right? And then we have a big surprise for everybody. Uh, I don't know what the surprise is, and we're not on, obviously not doing it on here. But uh, if you come, oh, I was gonna yeah. tell him. I guess we don't have to tell. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, keep that secret. No, no, that's all right. Well, no, fuck no, that. No, if we gonna let it out, let it out. I didn't know. Go ahead. Write back to Gallows and tell him he didn't want to know what the big surprise. No, no, was. I thought yeah. I thought we all were keeping it a little bit longer. No, go ahead. Oh wait, wait, okay, here. No, if you're saying Gallows just said, "Fuck you, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he That's what he sounded like right fucking there the other night. By the time we were done, about three o'clock in the morning, that's what we all fucking sounded like. No, I will. I will say it is a. Big, big surprise. Yeah, I think people will be will be excited about this. They probably won't get to find out about it till the day of. Till the 27th. You know what the bad thing is? I don't even know who it is. Y'all telling me. I, just <laughs> I don't even hey, know You want to know the truth? I don't know who it is. Or what it <laughs> that is. That was the I, best I, thing I even, for him to say. I don't I even gonna, know if it's a who. I'm going to be like, all right, tell me. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a who. I don't know if it's well, a, that's it, true. a who or what. That's true. I really too. don't. I just said a big surprise. That's yeah. correct. I, that. Let me rephrase my statement, as they always say. I didn't say it was a person. Now, I, I don't will know say what the that if, if we is. promise something's going to be big, it's going to be big. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you yeah. that. Yeah. Back it up. Well, uh, guys, And I can I'm, promise you, you never know what I might do. Uh, hit, how tall was that ladder last time? No, I think it was 20 foot. 20 foot leap oh, off of a ladder. I'm looking at it. Again, I'm down the aisle. I see the ladder going up, and I see lasers. Going up this ladder, I'm thinking. What's, Holy the, crap. what's the thrill I at, dude, when you come off that thing? And you know the crowd is just fucking electric. Well, it's got to be unreal. Let me let me give you. Yeah, it's you don't feel it. Yeah. You don't you don't feel it. You don't feel you it. Know. Again, that's why I went back. Remember, I told you that and it like, wears off over time, and then you start feeling the pains for a long time. That uh, adrenaline gives you such a high, and you, when you leave there, you're jacked. Especially if it was a great match, and you know you had a good match. You can get just totally jacked. Then the pain starts showing up. I was going to say, from the time that you walk out the carton to probably the next day about lunchtime, you don't feel nothing. But that, but that uh, normally Sunday afternoon is it, when I start going, God, why did I do that? It's <laughs> worth it though, right? Oh, why it's worth it, every yeah. penny. I yeah. mean, it's about 15 minutes of fun, man. I enjoyed it. Well, I, 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 think, it. I think it's more than that. I think wrestling, what a lot of people just don't understand, is you can be just as good at it at 18 as you can at 50. Oh, yeah. And you can have the same passion for it, how you've got baseball, football players, basketball, whatever. Uh, eventually, you're, you, you get wore out. And I'm sure there's people to get wore out in wrestling and everything. But, man, y'all get to keep coming and y'all get to keep performing and you get to keep getting that high – and kind be, of, yes. kind yeah. of uh, you know, I'm the only one, well, Chris too, but. I, Which one? I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Firewalker. Um, my, my wrestling days are over. 
Uh, and I had to come to grips with that uh, probably at our last match, realizing that, you know, I just can't go like I used to. And that's extremely frustrating uh, as somebody who loves to perform. Even more so during the 10 years that I was gone from wrestling, I had the ability to step back and look at it a little bit different and really watch the product, learn things that I didn't quite comprehend my first round in wrestling. So when I came back to do my uh, return match, all these things are in my head. All these things I want to do. You know, I, I want to do this, this, and this. I now know how to do this that I didn't know how to do before. I wanted to perform some of the bigger stunts that I did in the past. I did a Hurricanrana off the top of the cage, uh, my, one of my last cage matches. I want to do things like that, but now my body doesn't allow me. So now I'm having to ring announce to find that passion. And I really fought that for a while. I didn't want to learn to do that. And that's when Gallo said, now we really need you to come in and do this announcing gig. And so I started kind of going, okay, if I'm going to do this, how can I do this that's going to work for me and, and put me in an area where I want to be? Now I'm actually being able to be a little more creative uh, with how I do the presentations. I'm a little more comfortable with the locker room. I know the people there now. When I first got there, I didn't know anybody. I, yeah. I, was, I was an old guy in a, in a locker room full of young guys. And you, know, and, and you feel like I'm not going to be welcome here. Instead, everybody in the locker room welcomed me in there. I tell you what, give me six months, let me drop about 40, get jacked. You be my uh, Paul Bear. I'll be some version. Paul Bear, of- I'm taking you some. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, 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 I'll be a some version of mankind, fucking crazy, hitting people with shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but That's I wish I, I could. I, I wish I could. There's no way. I'd, I'd get too into hey, it. Hey, listen. I know a I lot would. of people. A lot of people legit. They wake up in the morning and think just like that. And let me tell you, I'll invite anybody that says this is fake or you know scripted or choreographed or whatever one bump listen i know a school about two hours away that the guy will let me bring anybody up there i want to get in the ring and yeah one bump just one One or 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 run run the ropes 10 times i believe correct me if i'm wrong laser but i believe when we were wrestling and you had to kind of he got in kind of hot and heavy in the beginning, but then he was in an age where he was going into career, getting out of school, going into careers. And Chasing he also women. had to take a bump. And I believe one of those first bumps was pretty rough. Your first bump was pretty hard, wasn't it? The, the very first bump I ever took, and I think it was a rib. Knocked you, knocked you for a loop. It, it? Well, it all, it, it was, it was touch and go. Yeah. It, you know, I wasn't out, yeah. but it, it wasn't like I was going to get up there and do it again. Yeah. But I didn't appreciate the ring. I didn't appreciate what I was getting into. I didn't respect. I, I did respect the business because I, I love the business, but I thought it was less than what it was. And I actually did a what I, what was we know as a Jeff Hardy Sontine bomb. And let me tell you, when I hit, I hit. And there was no. I had not been trained, formally trained, or anything. It was just, oh, I seen this on TV. I can do this, and pow. And and for anybody who thinks they can do that, don't do it. Don't. Don't try to do this without training, because that you will, I mean, you will train professionals. Yeah, you you That's will good. get hurt. Um, I mean, you know, I can I can tell anybody I, I hear all the time about. Oh, it's just a trampoline. No, no, it's not just it's a trampoline. Not a trampoline. I it's promise. it's <laughs> just about as hard as this table yeah. is right here. If you want to know the truth of the matter, the only difference is is a rubber pad on top. About about that are. thick. Yeah, and yeah. I don't care who and, you are. It's still hard when you hit it. Oh, you can hear yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. And, and that's where, you know, I think that's why most guys and girls in wrestling, when you hear somebody say, oh, that's fake, 
get your ass in that yeah, ring. I had, one I had bump, and you tell me how fake this is. I know from my aches and pains and the injuries and the operations I've had, operations I still got to have coming up, all from wrestling. It's a love for the sport. We protect the sport, yes. and you will not put down our sport. If you do, you're not a friend of mine, and I'll go somewhere else. And, and people, they're either they're in wrestling or they're not. And that's why we love when we get around. Like us three getting together, I don't think this has happened in 10 oh, years. Probably. Wow. Yeah. You know, so, it, you know, for us to get together, and we had not even talked about it all the time. That's the funny thing. We're just no, yeah. talking about wrestling in general. It's day, yeah. But there, it, it, it's, it's a family. I mean, and so I've said this before. I was on Busted Open one time, and I told him, I said, look, it, to us, wrestling is a family. The, the, the wrestlers are a family. The workers in the back are a family. The fans are a family. And if you go to any other sport anywhere else, you'll never find that true tight connection that wrestling fans have with wrestlers. Uh, it's the reason why when we did the Redneck Games years ago. You don't have to like each other, but you protect each other. Yeah. Yes. But years ago in the, in the Redneck Games, it was, I knew there were three things I wanted. I wanted country music, I wanted NASCAR, and I wanted wrestling. And there's a reason for that. They're the most passionate people, all in three yeah, of those categories. So, I mean, when, when you do that, well, you can't it, lose. Well, think about it. This is the only sport where you have competitors going against each other that still, they're still working towards one common goal, and that's a good performance. Yes, everything correct. everything else is, is every man for himself or that team versus this team. You have the opposites going against one another, but you still need the product to be jammed up. Right. And I, that that's probably why there's such a tight-knit family with all of y'all. Yeah. And, and what's unfortunate, too, there's a lot of talent out there people will never know. Uh, it, it, incredible talent, only because they don't have a door that needs to be open for them to get in uh, to show the rest of the world what they can do. I get frustrated. I, I know I'm capable of doing a lot more than I'm doing now. I know that I can do managing. I know I can work on a microphone. I can help younger talent, you know, learn how to speak on a microphone. Because drawing, you made a comment a while ago that you're either you have it or you don't. Yeah. Some people have it, but they haven't drawn it out yet. Oh, yeah. So well, you can pull that from people. Well, there are people that you can pull it from. That, that comes back to something really cool that everybody at this table has, is not everybody wants to be a performer. Not everybody's comfortable with it. Some people yep. shy away from it. But there's some people that would be so good at it, they're just scared of it. And I always commend like people like y'all. Y'all chased your dream. You're doing it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that's going – because this is what I thought. I, I'm notorious for sticking my foot in my mouth, but I'm always going to say exactly what I thought. I did not know what this I thought it was going to be kind of like broke down guys who never are going to make it to WWE or whatever, and it was just going to be sad. I thought that's what I was yeah. – I've, I've seen the stupid-ass movie, which I say, shouldn't say stupid, I really like, called The Wrestler. I, and that's what I thought I was going to see. It is nothing like that from start to finish. It's high-energy the fans are going ape shit. The wrestlers are are just because they're not a, in the WWF or whatever you would want to say mm -hmm. the pinnacle of wrestling is. They're still putting the same performance on. Oh, that is correct. Well, great example: AEW, brand new wrestling organization, been out for a year now, just over a year. You didn't hear of probably ninety percent of their roster. You never heard of before. In one year, you know, every one of them. And they were all independent stars before that show started. Some of them weren't with us. Yes, and some of them were to this day. Yeah, have and still are. I just think that everybody that's listening to us right now, if you're going to be in the Lions area, where is it at again? 
It's going to be at Toombs County Middle School. On the February, 27th. February 27th. How much are tickets? Tickets are 10 Well, we only have general admission left. So they're $10. $10. But and again, when we tell you to get those tickets early, yes. we're dead serious. Now this is the first time I can honestly say, if you don't get a ticket now, you may not be able to get a ticket when you come to the door. Yeah, because we're three weeks from the show, and ringside sold out. Yeah. TheLPWG.com, they can go online to, to get their tickets. They're, I think they're at the Legacy Performance Center. They have some there. I have some on me for anybody in the Dublin area that, that you know, won't reach out to me. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a show. The whole raising grace family. I even told when I was up in uh, Nashville this week. I got some buddies that are gonna be here like right about that time. Uh, you text me at the perfect time the other night. You just don't realize you did. I was drunk. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> that. I was, I was drunk and I was. We had just just gotten talking about uh, doing the beer slam that Stone Cold used to do. Like we yeah. just always finna do it. Like it would make ass out of ourselves in Nashville. <laughs> But uh, you texted me, and uh, I was telling them about this event coming up and everything. And um, a bunch of like I say a bunch, there's probably like five of them that's going to be around this area. So they're going to come and, uh, and everything because I spoke so highly of it. Well, and thank you. It, if you think this is going to be anything besides a professional, fun, entertaining event, I don't know how much a movie ticket costs if you can even still go to the movies. Pay your damn $10 and go watch them wrestle. Way more entertaining. Oh, your uh, your family's gonna nut up. You're gonna end up finding a favorite. I don't know who my favorite is yet. Uh, and you'll also walk away with memories, and that's what wrestling provides for so many people. When you bring your kids to these shows, I guarantee you, these kids one day will go. I remember this time, my dad or my mom yeah. took me to a wrestling show, and I saw so and so. I saw Laser mm-hmm. jump off of a twenty foot high ladder. You know, those moments stick in people's minds. And, and let me say this, um, Larry Otto. We pride ourselves on being family friendly, and when yeah. I say family friendly, I mean family very, friendly. Very, very. Um, very. Now you may hear a. a Damn, or you might a see a nine-year-old little Caucasian girl throwing up. You you fingers. may, but but you're not gonna <laughs> see crazy. you're not gonna see blood, guts, and glory, and you know yeah. stuff yeah. that you would think you'd see at any other promotion. And there's a lot of good promotions out there, but Larry Otto, we really pride ourselves on being family friendly. If y'all so. know anything, uh, which he he's listened to me before. I'm so straight about how on radio. I told somebody I didn't like their music. Why well, I was interviewing them. I was like, it's not fucking for me. So I, I'm very straight with stuff. Uh, it's That's not, why the podcast works. Yeah. Right. Yeah, keep, keep that in mind. P- people want honesty yeah. in the person. That, even in wrestling, we go yeah. back to characters. People can tell if that's an extension of yeah. the real you or if you're faking. And if it's an extension of the real you that's just amped like radio, yeah. you're just turned up. You're amped up high. It's, it's the superhero you want to be, but yep. you can't be. That's exactly fucking right. Uh, when y'all made my daughter who don't give shit about wrestling, want to go back. I knew you had something. I knew that it was all around cool. Like, I thought it was a big deal when Gallows came in here. Looked him up on social media. I didn't watch wrestling. But I know what he meant to my buddy, Matthew, who was in there with cerebral palsy when Gallows surprised him uh, and all that. And when y'all made my daughter get up and get jacked, and then when we leave him, like, I want to go back to the next one. We did our job. Yeah, you did. That, that's job. all he asked. So, uh, guys, I appreciate y'all being on the show. Yes, sir. Um, one more time, tell them what day it is. February 27th. Where? Tombs County Middle School. What's on the card? Everybody. Everybody. What's Big the surprise. Address? Big surprise. What's the address? 
the address. Bulldog me, Drive. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Let me pull Stretch it up. for time here. He's trying to find the yeah. address right Bulldog now. Bulldog Drive. Yeah, like, that's the great thing about podcasts. This yes. shit runs as long as I want it to. Tombs County Middle School. It is Tombs County Middle School. Take your time. We're not trying to helplessly plug the shit out of this. I don't know This portion of the program is brought to you by. I don't know brought to us by. It's uh, sponsors, right? Yeah. Eagaloo. 701 Bulldog Road, Lyons, Georgia. There you go. You know, I sat here the whole time. Nobody offered me a damn shot of whiskey yet. Hey, trust me. If you want to start I'm that shit, no, 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 no. I'm the wrong one to play that game with. <laughs> no, no. Well, anyway, folks, thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. We will catch y'all next time. And do not miss their event February 27th.